We'd like to welcome everyone back to the Nova Society, and today we'll be having a talk about the recent mass shootings uh, and the shootings in Texas and Kansas City and the potential for our moving forward. So let's listen in. Today you and I are going to talk about the massive number of shootings in the United States, and you were telling me just now that we've had seven mass shootings in one day? Yes. And yes. I wonder, I hadn't realized that. Where where did these take place? I wondered if, if there were like clustered close together or if they were spread across the country. Uh, they were spread across uh, six states. Okay. Were, are these states contiguous or are they like separated from one another? All right. On the April 15th, which was last Saturday, we had a shooting in Newark, New Jersey, one death and three injuries. We had one in Dadeville, Alabama with four deaths, 32 injuries. One in Northridge, California, one death with three injuries. Louisville, Kentucky, two deaths with four injuries. Patterson, New Jersey, where no one died, but there were six injuries. And finally, in Hawaii. Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii, of which there were two deaths and three injuries. So it, it is not confined to one area, but uh, they all have one thing in common. They were all done with a gun. Yeah. Any uh, particular gun, all AR-15s, or were these all different guns? The It's a little sketchy right now as to the guns that were used. So I, I really can't say that it was all one gun, but I can say that since Saturday, 15th, where we had seven, we then had two on the 16th, one in Georgia and one in Mississippi, and one on the 17th in Baltimore. Fortunately, none of those resulted in any deaths. However, if you add up those three incidents, you're talking about 13 injuries that they've reported so far. As I understand it, since the the ban on assault weapons, such as the AR-15, expired, the number of guns such as AR-15s went uh, increased from something like 100 million guns to something like 400 million guns, which is more guns than there are people in this country. Of course, the more guns there are, and and not everybody owns a gun. I mean, I, I don't, and I know that you do, and many people, as you do, own more than one gun, but most people are responsible. What I find just amazing is in, in I believe it was in Texas, for instance, a, a, an individual, Texas, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, is an open carry state. And I believe there is now a question of a potential pardon from Governor Greg Abbott, where a protester for the Black Lives Matter was pushing his wife, who is in a wheelchair, and he had an open carry weapon. So he was carrying his weapon and someone, and he happened to be black and someone in the crowd watching who I believe was white was also armed. This bystander saw that the protester was armed and felt threatened by the fact that he was armed and decided that before the protester could shoot the bystander the bystander was going to shoot the protester and proceeded to do so and i believe the protester was killed now there's a potential question of a pardon for the bystander 
and the the rationale was that the bystander was afraid that he was going to be killed because the other man was clearly armed. He was going to get the other guy before he himself could be shot. To me, having an open carry, that is a potential concern. I mean, I can see where if individuals in an open carry state, for instance, like Pennsylvania, if a person is carrying a weapon and comes into a store and that person is the only person open carrying a weapon, other people may be very well be intimidated by that. And I had not been aware that Pennsylvania was an open carry state. So I see that. And I don't know what type of person this is. I become highly alarmed. And someone else who may not know either that this is an open carry state uh, could very well go and get a firearm out of a vehicle, for instance, and go and shoot the person who is open carry because you don't know, no one knows what type of person this is. So I, I can see where... A, a lot of confusion. I mean, maybe perhaps on the signs where it says "Welcome to New York, the Empire State" or "Welcome to Pennsylvania," across the bottom of the sign should say "Open Carry State," "Non-Open Carry State," to give people as they drive from one state to another at least some kind of notification that. You're now entering an open carry or a concealed carry only state. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a couple of issues. Uh, South Carolina, of course, is an open carry state as well. The, the thing in Texas, and again, I, I'm not really up on on all the details of exactly what happened. However, Abbott is uh, hanging his hat on the standard ground law which some states also have. So that's an interpretable. What makes you fear for your life? As you mentioned, you go into a, a store, uh, you go into Home Depot. Let's let's use Home Depot because I've seen it at Home Depot in South Carolina. You go into Home Depot and somebody has, has a weapon that is open. Now, there's some advantages to open carry. The advantage to open carry is I know who has guns. If it's concealed carry, you don't really know. So there is a, a bit of an advantage to that aspect if if you're looking at it from that perspective now the question comes down to is a jury going to believe that i was fearing for my life just simply because somebody was standing in front of me with an open carry weapon going back to texas again a jury of this person's peers found him guilty did not obviously believe this concept of fearing for your life just the fact that somebody's walking past you with a gun if that makes you fear for your life then you should be probably the first person voting against open or concealed carry. But the fact that they were just walking by should not, especially if you've got a gun yourself, make you fear for your life. Not knowing the exact details of the incident, but just by you know some of the things I've read about it, the jury basically did not accept his argument. So now the, the Texas governor, for whatever reason, is intent on attempting to get a, a pardon for this person, and he's basing it upon the wording of stand your ground. And again, we're talking about a protest going on. So you know you have a whole bunch of witnesses. There's witnesses all over the place. It's not like this was done in a vacuum. The person that did the shooting could not convince a jury of 12 that he feared for his life. Therefore, he was convicted. He was tried, 
found guilty by a jury of his peers, done. And I think what happens is it opens up a can of worms here for Texas. Where Where's that line drawn where you say, I fear for my life? Where is it reasonable for you to fear for, for your life? That's the quandary that they face now in Texas and in many states where they have the open carry and where they have the stand the stand the ground rules. What is that litmus test? Where is it reasonable? Or can anybody simply say, I feared for my life. I therefore shot you. That would make this a very even more dangerous place. And just to go back where you mentioned about the weapons, yeah, 400 million weapons, all of them AR-15s, no. Uh, a, a great portion of them AR-15s, no. Most of them during the pandemic were handguns. Are there still too many AR-15s out there? Yes, absolutely. Yes, we have 400 million guns. That is more than the number of people that we have. I actually think we have more because that's only the registered users that you know about. That is not the, the you know, the other people that have it. But uh, again, a gun is a dangerous thing. And now we're, now we're, we've taken the law and it's like, all right, what's the psychology of the person using the weapon? Now that has to be determined. That makes that makes this a very dangerous situation. Yeah, and I um, I had forgotten about the stand your ground, and the once having been found guilty by a jury of one's peers, then can the a governor of a state, if the governor doesn't happen to like the verdict. Can the governor just come in and change it anytime the governor wants? That becomes to me another question. Well, yeah, a governor, a president, a governor can, can in fact pardon. I don't know if it has to go through a board or not, but generally that's somebody that that's a group of people appointed by the governor and they generally go the way the governor wants. That's kind of the way that works. How this will play out, I'm not sure. It seems like a dangerous precedent to set as far as the law is concerned to make you think, all right, am I, if I open carry and I'm allowed to open carry in my state, am I putting myself at risk of other people that either conceal or open carry? Because just by the, just by the fact that I walked past them, does that make them fear for their life? And does that then exonerate them under the standard ground law consequences of just saying, oh, I was afraid, bang, I shot you and let's move on. Yeah. And I was also thinking about the, uh, the situation in Kansas City where the a young man rang the uh, doorbell and rang the wrong doorbell. And a, the homeowner who was 84 or 85 apparently was terrified. The young man was a young black man and the homeowner shot and injured the young man who was 16. The homeowner apparently discharged his firearm right after answering the doorbell. Apparently the homeowner saw how big the young man was. And I mean, it, it seems to me that, that the fear that has been stoked through rhetoric that you and I have talked about before, the incitement of fear and the escalation of fear, the inclusion of firearms, that's an extraordinarily dangerous combination. I agree. The problem isn't the gun. The problem is stupid people that have guns or crazy people that have guns. And unfortunately, that is not something you can legislate out. I don't care how many background checks you do, whatever precautions you take, you cannot foresee 
what a human being is capable of, or maybe something underlying that may cause them to be a danger with that gun. It, it really is. I, I, I agree in, in one sense with it's not about the gun. It's about the person holding the gun and you can't assure in any manner possible because people are so different. People are so unpredictable. You cannot ensure that the crazies and the, the bad actors cannot get access to these weapons that can do great damage. The uncertain component here is not the gun. That's very certain. There, there's a way to make the thing go off. It's called put your finger on the trigger, make it loaded, point it, shoot it. That's pretty simple. But the person that's holding the gun, that's the factor we can't anticipate, that we cannot predict. Yes, you could have a whole bunch of guns. That's not the problem. The problem is the people that are holding the guns. Maybe the next thing that's going to be for the gun lobby is, is the United States will no longer have people in it, but will just have guns. And then, you know what? There won't be any mass shootings. It is the person on the other end of it that is the problem. The left would like to create laws to be able to mitigate that situation. That's not possible. But you could get a reasonable person, purchase a gun. Something could trigger them 20 years down the road. You cannot legislate that out of the equation. The question now comes, how do you deal with this issue? It is so much more complex. The left presents it that get rid of all the guns and shoot, problems fixed. Well, yes, that's true. 400 million guns. Good luck in getting rid of that. Those are the 400 million you know about. So that's not very reasonable. And the only thing I could say last about uh, Texas is that I would, if I was living in Texas, which I do not, I'd be extremely concerned because this could set a precedent that you could basically say hello to somebody. And I know this sounds like it's an over-exaggeration of it, but it's not. You could say hello to somebody. You could be carrying a cell phone holder on the on your side of your of your uh, hip, like many people do. It could be mistaken as a concealed carry gun. Somebody could say, "I was afraid of my for my life." Shoot you because of the stand the ground law. So it's something that has to be that if I was in Texas, I would be extremely extremely concerned and very watchful about what is happening uh, with Governor Abbott. And, uh, and, and his, and the decision as whether or not to pardon, uh, this person or not. So, yeah, actually, Mark, not to cut you off. It, I was thinking my son, who is a journeyman carpenter, he carries a multi-tool on his belt and he made a holder for it, like a leather holder for it. And he's got several things on his belt and these are tools that he needs to do his job. He does not have a, um, um, I mean, he, he hunts, but I mean, that's, that's a, a hunting rifle or whatever. He certainly doesn't carry it with him. Um, but, um, anybody could assume that he has a weapon on him and this is a multi-tool. I mean, I suppose yeah. that's a weapon, but he uses it to, to, um, so he has a screwdriver or whatever he might need to do his work on him immediately. And he can fix anything that he might need to wherever he is. Yep. Well, and, and as I say, it's, it's a, it's a very complex, it's a complex issue that we have here and it's not an easy solution. 
And I don't think that I we we have to really consider that it's it's not one of those solutions that you could just say, well, you do this and that fixes the whole problem. That's not the way this all works. So it is something that, uh, again, it'd be interesting to see how this happens, um, how, how this moves forward. In 2022, there were 647 mass shootings. That's a lot. So there's an issue there. And it's probably about time that the leadership of the nation did a little bit of leadership. Now, you can't, you can't make everybody happy, no matter what you do. But you can start protecting the populace. And I think that's something, uh, something that we have to, uh, to really consider as we move forward. So that's about all the time we have for this one, Brooke. Yes, Mark. Absolutely. Uh, I agree with you. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. As I say, we'll keep an eye on what happens in Texas and we'll keep an eye on what happens in, uh, in Kansas city and with all these other shootings and hope that armor heads prevail in this. So we will talk to you next time. Yes, sir. All right. Take care. So there you have our thoughts on this very important topic, and we will keep an eye on these cases as they move through the court system. As always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, the JCIS and the Phoenix Research Group, as well as Podkite, Buzzsprout, and iTunes, those platforms that make the Nova Society possible. Again, if you'd like to reach us with a comment or question or be a guest on the Nova Society podcast, we can be reached at nova.society.podcast at gmail.com. We'd also like to thank all of our listeners and remind you that the power of society is knowledge, and we hope to see you again next time.